Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Wisconsin's Farm to School program aims to support local producers while getting fresh food to kids. I'm Stephanie Hoff for the Midwest Farm Report. April Yancer joins me today. She is the Farm to School program specialist. Now, the Farm to School Advisory Council just released their annual report, and this highlights how the program adapted during the pandemic to serve kids even while schools were closed and their communities. We have a strong farm to school representation in the United States and in Wisconsin. Um, we have a farm to school program that is a statewide reach. We have a lot of players that are involved in creating what we refer to as the farm to school network, and that includes um, the Department of Agriculture, the Department of Public Instruction, um, UW Extension, UW Center for Integrated Agricultural Systems, along with teachers, parents school food directors, and FFA members, and general community members and support organizations. So Farm to School is something that is accessible to all communities, to all different types of organizations, and the effort is to really get some healthy local food to our kiddos through school systems or after-school programs or early care centers, and generally just familiarizing kids with who their farmers are, where their food comes from, and how to partner in agriculture to create a vibrant, resilient food community in their area. It sounds like there's two aims to this. The first is to get produce to kids from Wisconsin farmers. The second is an educational component. Correct. Um, Produce, but all kinds of farm agricultural products, um, fresh meats, dairy products, grains, produce. Really, the, the goal is to connect kids to what their agricultural um, context is and the, nutri- the nutritious agricultural products we have to offer in Wisconsin, and also educating kids on agriculture and nutrition. Is there a benefit for the farmer? Yes. We see specifically in COVID um, the strength that local food systems offer a community and a community being connected to the school, which is often the center of a small-town community in Wisconsin, really supports their business and gives them opportunity for sales, to access institutional markets, to work with people directly in their community, and to build supports for their business. How many schools are involved and, and how many farms are involved in this program? It's a really good question, and we don't currently have the metrics on that. We have a map on the Department of Agriculture website that shows um, census data of schools who have reported that they are involved. But because we are a grassroots network um, and we are constantly working to reach people throughout the state, we're not exactly sure how many schools or how many programs are participating. But we do know we reach, we have a statewide reach and we are always looking at where where we can make better connections. Are there communities that do not have access to farm to school benefits and how can we build those those roads to make sure that they do have the access that they want? How do you guys measure the success of the program? We have a lot of different ways that we collect information on the program. We look at what is our reach? Is access equitable throughout the state, throughout various communities? 
are we increasing our reach? And we can see from, uh, we have a farm to school newsletter and a school garden newsletter and multiple programs like the AmeriCorps programs. We work with Egg in the Classroom, FFA, to name a few. And we are always looking and we can see in our annual report that we're looking to make sure we are increasing our reach. Are we increasing farmer participation? Are we increasing the number of kids that have had the opportunity to experience farm to school? Are we offering more educational programming to reach more kids? So we're really looking at, are we being inclusive? Are we creating strong food systems and partnerships between schools and farmers throughout the state? You guys are facilitating those relationships, right? And then uh, how, how are you working out, I guess, then the distribution? Yeah, we provide a lot of information and technical assistance on how farmers and schools can make those connections. One thing that we do is a partnership between DATCAP and the Department of Public Instruction is we offer a monthly calls called the Marketplace Meetings, and they're calls that are for Any producer in Wisconsin that is looking to sell to schools, producers, distributors, aggregators, um, and any school food service director that is looking to buy product. And it's an open office call each month, and those two parties come together, buyers and sellers, and talk about what's working, what's not working, what they need, what they could use, what could make things better. And it's really a space to meet people, to network, and then outside of those meetings, make some procurement connections. So that's one tool that we offer. We offer engagement activities through CIAS. Um, They host the Apple Crunch every year, and that gives an opportunity for Apple producers and schools to buy apples in the fall and remember to celebrate their local orchards. We also offer, um, through CIS, a Wisconsin Chili Lunch that happens in February. That's another opportunity to engage and make connections around food school purchases. Um, And we have a leadership team meeting that meets every month that offers an opportunity for anyone to come to those meetings and learn about what is happening in farm to school and how they can make those connections. April, we can't have this conversation without talking about that schools had been closed during the pandemic. How did you guys have to pivot to still carry on your program? Yes, schools were closed, but um, school food service directors and their staff were still feeding children in their communities and neighboring communities. So food was still going out in a variety of ways with fewer staff and more distribution needs. So schools around the state pivoted in many different ways, offering school food that was delivered to homes or offering pickup lines. Some schools did reopen and served in classrooms, served in cafeterias. There was a multiple, there were multiple ways in which schools were serving food, and that really put suppliers on their toes in terms of how can we support school food service directors with offering them products in the type of packaging and in the timeliness that they need to meet these new demands on them. And what we saw in COVID largely in terms of farm to school and food service was that these relationships between your neighboring farmer, your farmer in your community, and your local school system strengthened. We saw communities coming together and working to ensure that kids were fed and supporting their coworkers and their supply chain partners to make sure that everybody had what they needed. So whereas in non-COVID times, perhaps schools weren't working directly with their 
local farmers and we're and then in COVID we're experiencing some supply chain issues. We know that our local fo- farmers were available and able to redirect some of their products to support schools in times of need. Yeah, that was a great look back. And now I want to take a look forward. What's coming up? Uh, what are you guys pre- are you guys preparing for the next school year? Yeah, we have some wonderful things rolling out in the fall. One is a pilot. There's a partnership between the Department of Agriculture and Midwest Foods, and we are working to create a farm-to-school minimally processed fruit and vegetable line um, that can be packaged in a variety of ways to meet the needs of schools. So schools are often dependent on some minimally processed vegetables, pre-cut butternut squash or pre-cut watermelon, um, things of that nature. And we have access to a lot of those foods, um, but our local foods, we want processed in larger capacities and distributed to schools. So Midwest Foods is working with expanding their local food purchasing and moving that through their minimally processed line and working on developing distribution to schools throughout Wisconsin. It sounds like a great example of a a public-private partnership. Is that something you guys seek out? Yes, definitely. We know that our local farmers need that support in developing their businesses and um, that it benefits our community. So those are definitely relationships that we try to cultivate. How do people get involved with the Farm to School program? If we have farmers, processors, or school administrators listening how can they learn more? How can they get involved? They can go to the DATCAP website and go to the Farm to School page. Right at the very top, there's a um, connection link, and they can complete that little survey, and it will come directly to me, and I can reach out to them and connect them to whatever aspect of Farm to School that they're looking to connect to. If they're um, a producer, I can work directly with them. If they're an educator and they're looking for educational materials, we can connect them um, to UW Extension or some other projects that are happening. Also this fall, UW Extension is launching a Wisconsin Harvest of the Month program that will offer educational materials for school food service directors, school teachers to use local Wisconsin products in their programs. We really are trying to reach the entire state and especially kiddos that haven't experienced farm-to-school programming yet. There you have it from April Yancer, the farm-to-school program specialist for Wisconsin. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.